would you like for Christmas? I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 Range Ball Air Rifle. No. Shoot your eye out. Welcome back to the final Facts About Packs podcast of 2023. I'm Michaela Isler, NAPAC's Executive Director, and I'm joined fireside by David Schild and Adam Belmar. That's one beautiful fire right there, Michaela. It's that time of year, uh, and in the words of Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is for the Federal Election Commission to lift the onerous requirements on prior approval. (laughs) Well, make yourself comfortable, and in fact, I want to engage in a bit of holiday fantasy, if you will. Okay, this is the safe-for-work version of the PAX PAX podcast. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, from the PAC perspective. So I think you were already on the right track there, David. Yeah, naturally. So let's imagine what employee-funded and business trade association PACs would most love to find wrapped and waiting for them under the tree. It's uh, that time of year, Michaela and Adam, and, um, you know, everyone wants to um, call to uh, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. I hope today that we're having a similar (laughs) effect with Lindemann Broussard, Trainer, Cooksey, Dickerson, and Weintraub. <laughs> those, those are the reindeer that we need to pull this sleigh. So I hope they're listening today. Okay, that is a very good illusion there. And that is the law firm of, or is that the FEC? Well, I think you put your finger right on it there. I mean, if there was some present that we could all enjoy across the board from this holiday going into the new year, it would be, could the media just deliver accurate coverage of money and politics? We are going into an election year, Adam. And one of the things that is going to market, unfortunately, is continued inaccurate coverage of money in politics. And I say that because, of course, we're all swimming in a sea of misinformation and disinformation when it comes to election content, but especially what the average American is hearing about the role of individual money, the role of national party committees, the role of separate segregated funds, independent expenditure only committees. I don't think any of these depictions is very accurate and it doesn't help when people go to the polls if they don't have a real understanding of of what's going on. Yeah, this is my number one wish as well and would love to see this wrapped up beautifully with a bow under the Christmas tree, but I know it's awfully lofty of me to, to hope for that. But I think too, both Adam and David, if we can't get that wrapped under the tree for this year, we can certainly continue to make inroads uh, in all of the work that we've been doing at NAPAC. But I think we've really got to, for all of our listeners and our members, all of us need to be talking in unison and creating that echo chamber around the differences and why we are unique and why we are the most transparent, accountable, and regulated in our political giving system. Uh, Here's something I think we can celebrate as we head into the end of 2020. And that is that over half a century with almost 300 member companies in play, the folks who are participants in NABPAC, the folks who are at this table, have probably educated hundreds of thousands of employee contributors along the lines that we're talking about. So while it's not half the electorate, and while it's not maybe hundreds of millions of Americans who, if you stop on the street, would say, oh, well, you have to understand the distinction between individual giving and corporate giving. I think that if you talk about our member companies out there in the wild, as it were, they are fairly well-educated. PAC professionals now are doing a very good job of saying, here's where that $5 per paycheck actually goes. Here's what we are and are not capable of. And who knows, maybe if we're lucky on Christmas morning, uh, you know, in between a few dad jokes, people will slip in a few family facts about PACs. That is the dream. But I, I, I concur with both of you, especially when you think about the success that broadly 
this group has had in our own community. And to Michaela's point, it's really incumbent upon us to identify the people out there who are the interlocutors, the reporters, the people who are charged with putting together this media coverage and making sure before any stories get written that we put the right information in front of them and give them a context and help them understand how not to fall into the traps that you so often describe, the conflation of what corporate giving and personal giving is, what the limits are, how fixed and transparent they are for employee-funded and business trade association packs, but to be just slightly dark on the naughty list. If you're involved in American politics, you realize that there are people out there who would rather do something negative than something positive. And sometimes that means bashing the good name of people who are trying to get involved in the process. And that just serves to help them by downgrading everyone else. And that, sadly, I think, is where the inaccuracy in coverage of money in politics oftentimes gets hung up. And that's what I wish for, right? That we could clarify it and get people to see a little bit further than that headline and have some basic tenets of facts about why the work that they do and they're giving and the candidates that they're supporting are meaningful and worthwhile. Adam, for the people who are not honest brokers of political information, uh, my friend Joe Manchin has a big lump of coal for your stocking. (laughs) Well done. Okay, Michaela. This fire's getting a little warm here. Feel that? I'm going to take my ugly sweater off. Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Okay, what's another gift that we want to see? I know that we almost got one a little early during the Hanukkah season, Michaela, from the FEC. Well, this has been one that we've been working on for a number of years. And I guess it's kind of a, it's a half present, maybe. I mean, getting all six commissioners on the same page and voting unanimously to a number of issues that they voted to support. But one of them was the indexing for inflation on certain limits and thresholds and exemptions for multi-candidate committees. These limits have never been changed since the 1970s. We have talked a lot about how In today's world, that would be around $37,000. The $5,000 you could give in the 1970s would be about $37,000 today. And we're really the only entity within our political system that has never been indexed for inflation. So this was a huge win for us to get that unanimous support for the legislative recommendations to Congress out of the FEC. David, unanimity on the part of the Federal Election Commission as they promulgate their recommendations. Were you caught off guard? Were you seeing this? What do you think about I will tell you, this is really good news. I think it's unexpected, right? At the end of the year, it really is a, a present under the tree. You know, Americans gave up leaded gasoline, rotary dial phones, and it's time for us to also give up political giving limits that were set during the Carter administration. This is just a ridiculous sort of vestige that needs to be updated. People want to operate political campaigns in the modern world. Citizens want to contribute in a modern way. And so, yeah, I think this is pretty forward thinking by the Federal Election Commission to say, hey, you know, we update the individual giving limits and this is something that should be indexed as well. And, you know, back to that last gift we already wish we could have unwrapped and really received. When it comes to accurate coverage, you have to understand the Federal Election Commission is a bipartisan organization that requires all these seats to be filled. And here, as Michaela points out, all of the members, all of them agreed that this is what Congress should do. And that's got to be, like you said, a beacon of hope, a light on that tree, Michaela. Oh, absolutely. We know we have a lot of work ahead of us to try to get something like this across the finish line in Congress. No one's immune to what's going on in Washington and, and how hard it is to get something across that finish line. But this does give us a lot of hope. As I think about what the employee funded and business trade association pack space would really, really love to see. It centers around two words, 
and some reform in how it's executed, David. Prior approval. Could yeah, you absolutely. You know, the uh, there's so many great folks in the trade association space out there representing very, very legitimate business interests, very, very legitimate political concerns. And, you know, those folks have sort of had their hands tied for a long time in terms of their ability to go out and raise money from the people that they actually represent, the people that they actually advocate on behalf of. And while those rules might have made sense at one time, it's definitely an era when we want more political participation and not less. I tend to err on the side of vote early and vote often and uh, show up as many different ways as you can, right? As somebody who has put signs on my lawn, as somebody who has gone and knocked on doors, and certainly as somebody who's given thousands of dollars of my own money to political causes, I believe in political involvement. Prior approval would lift a cap and uh, remove a barrier that essentially exists for a huge segment of the population and would allow them to get more involved in the political process. And I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's one of those issues where as we you know, have had lots of conversations with our friends up on the Hill, even within the Federal Election Commission, it's one of those requirements that no one really seems to know why was put in place. It seems to be sort of an onerous requirement that no other entity within our entire political system has to secure basically a permission slip to talk to their members about the political process and engagement. And so, again, another tough issue in a sea of so many important issues that's being debated in Washington, but definitely one of our top two priority issues that we'd love to see addressed in some form or fashion in this Congress. Well, just as we heard at the beginning of our Christmas podcast here, Ralphie knows what he wants for Christmas, and he knows that you can't get what you don't ask for. So we have to imagine a world where amazing things happen and surprises that benefit all could be delivered, even if some people think we'd shoot our eye out. So Adam, I'll tell you what comes with a lot more risk and honestly a lot more responsibility than an air gun, and it's managing a separate segregated fund. And so for anyone listening, I hope that 2024 is the year that your boss, that your organization really starts to appreciate you. For a long time, we've talked about the fact that you're running a small business inside a business. You are front and center with a media-facing entity when you run a political action committee. You're dealing with quite a lot of risk, and you're entrusted sometimes with millions of dollars from thousands of individuals. And so let's have 2024 be the year that your compensation, your title, and your place in the organization reflects that level of responsibility. Wouldn't that be a gift to a lot of individuals listening and to our industry in general? Well, here, here, Dave, because that was exactly what I was going to talk to. I think we've made a lot of progress over the last 20 some odd years. I think that, you know, more and more employers understand that this is a very complex and very demanding and high risk position within an organization. But I still think we have a long ways to go. And I couldn't agree with you more. I hope that everyone in our community gets the recognition that they deserve this year. And Michaela, as we head into this holiday season, we also have to remind people, as tempting as it might be, don't uh, stick your tongue out and touch that cold flagpole. Don't give more money to a primary election than you're allowed to by the Federal Election Commission. It's a tempting time at the holidays, but uh, stay safe out there, everybody. (laughs) And on that note, wishing just a happy holidays to both of you and to everyone. We'll see you all right back here on the Facts About Facts in January.